Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Two Angry Men podcast, hosted by me, Luke Devine, and my good friend Sean O'Brien, aka Sub. This podcast will consist of us two nerds talking about what we talk about best, and that is film and television. Every week, we'll discuss the headlines and new releases, and each episode will end with us two angry men debating on three new topics each week and the winner will be decided by you, the listener, through a classic internet poll. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the sound of our sweet, sweet voices. Hello, hello, hello. We're back for take number six of this podcast, Two Angry Men. We've attempted this, I don't know how many times, probably can't count them on one hand. There's like we're back. Fourth, I don't know, third, fourth, maybe? I don't know, it feels like a lot more. It feels like a lot more, but here we are in one piece. Audio sounding crisp, I think. You're looking good. Even though people won't see your face, but you're looking good. I'm looking rough, man. My fucking skin's all red today. I can't sleep properly again. People won't see you. They'll just hear your pretty voice. Mm. So here we are talking about the headlines. Sob, you enjoy this pretty much. You stuck this into the group chat. I had no idea. Yeah. Tom Cruise had a little melt. Mother. Yeah. He would call them all a bunch of... We love curse. We cursing. Yeah. Just just try and not use the C word too much. And maybe not, not a lot of profanities. But we're allowed, I guess. It's the internet. Yeah. Yeah. He called them a bunch of motherfuckers. He said uh, those... That was the juiciest part. He said it. He said it real thick. It was a real yeah. thick accent. You knew it was him straight away. You motherfuckers! You won't do this again. Oh, Tom! Such a memorable voice. You know it's him. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise was on the set of a uh, Mission Impossible Seven in I think it's London at the minute. So yeah. we all know it's COVID times, but apparently a few of the crew were breaking the rules, and old Tom Cruise was not impressed. Tommy C was not having it. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, I don't know. No, loads of people were, were quick to praise him. Loads of actors were like, yeah, that's how you do it, Tom. I'd run through a brick wall for Tom Cruise. I was like, let's not, let's not, all, let's not, all, let's not all praise Tom Cruise. I mean, it's all that fast. I mean, that guy's definitely an angry man. He's, he's def- <laughs> that, that is just the one that got recorded. Yeah, he's definitely repressed up a lot of anger over the past. That guy, year. yeah, but I, I, I think the if they broke COVID rules like purposely and were purposely being, you know, were taking the piss about it and they were deliberately not taking the caution seriously, then yeah, they deserve a bit of a bollocking. But if uh, if that was the first time they stepped out of line, because some some reports some reports just said that they just were standing too close together during shooting, I was like, okay, that's not. I mean, it's, that's a mistake. You know, people that were, you're working 16 hours a day as a PA and you're probably not eating, getting them, you're getting like a 15-minute lunch. I thought if they, like, they're all working on the same film, so surely that would be classed as, like, a bubble. Like, you're yeah. dealing with these people all the time. I think so, because, yeah, see, a film set has like, hundreds of people working on it, so I'm guessing, like, the PAs especially would have to be, would have to be, keep the distance, I guess. But... If it was just standing too close to you at the one time, and then I think that's an overreaction, but depends. We, we don't know the full context of the situation. All it says is that he's given out about 
protocols being broken, which on the surface sounds like, oh yeah, they deserve to be given out if they're not taking it seriously. But if it's like, if it's like one, if it's like a, a minor infraction where it's they're you know they've made an honest mistake, I mean that's just the guy being an ass to a bunch of people who are struggling to make ends meet, and then those those jobs yeah, are rough. Have, those PA jobs are rough, man. Yeah, and he's it's, still on yeah. the old I have his quote uh, here. Yeah. Your favorite motherfucker one. I'll read it out. Well, I can't do an American accent, but here we go. I'm not going to attempt it. I'm on the phone with every fucking studio at night, insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you motherfuckers. He yeah, basically- I mean, that sounds great. That's, that, was the, that was the part that everyone was like, oh yeah, what a guy, Tom Cruise. And I was like, okay, I understand the anger towards it. Again, I don't know, I, we don't know if it was something that he had been warned about multiple times and then he lost the head and if they were taking it seriously. But he, um, I think... Go on. It was the first time he, um, yeah, even uh, first or last, I don't know how many times he's done this or whatever, but like he could have dealt with that better. He didn't have to cut. Yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Every the, message fine. the message is fine. You don't need to. Yeah, there's no, there's a way to treat people. And all, I know there's different generations of people are like, are like, yeah, no, blood. Some people are like, you know, who are like, yeah, no, you need to go yell into sometimes to get your shit together. And I'm like, it's yeah, I guess, but those people are and he, he says something as well about you know I'm, people are struggling to put food on the table and he's like you don't have to tell them that they're those PAs they are know. struggling as well yeah those Just PAs are the very people that are probably struggling to put food on the table but he's walking out with 30 million a fucking movie like he was yeah he was talking like they were beneath him when they yeah well yeah they, there was a, there was an air of like there was the reason I, I the reason that pissed me off so bits part of, of the thing where there was like there was an air of narcissism in it. I was like, okay, I think you, I think you are, you're kind of relishing in it as well a bit. Get the way he's talking about it, he's like, you know, that's what I sleep with every night. And I'm like, okay, no, you don't. You don't sleep with every night. <laughs> you're fucking doing your whole. Like, you're yeah. you're part of an organization that uh, you're part of an organization, not a cult that fucking that have cost people their jobs or their livelihoods and their fucking you're the face of an organization that's a jobs and yeah, houses and shit like that have uh, abused people and all sorts so i wouldn't be getting on the high horse about that shit i uh, yeah, i was like okay everyone's like russian I, I, it made me realize that tom cruise really is like one of the like the most untouchable people in hollywood i think and everyone will love him no matter what uh, if that was an actor or an actress that people hated, I wonder, would it, say if it was an actress, right, a woman, and if it was, say, you know, like Lena Dunham or something, like on whatever she's working on, like an actress that people already seem to hate for some reason, for whatever reasons, if that was her saying the exact same words, like, I wonder if people would be, would be like, oh, yeah, she's an asshole or whatever, like, or someone of that, or someone that people already hate. I think Lena Dunham already is an asshole. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. But that's what I mean. If it, someone, but if it was saying the exact same words, like it was, and it was that situation, someone breaking code protocols in a set, and an actor or an actress that people like didn't really like, would they be saying the same thing? I don't think so. I think it's because it's Tom Cruise, and he has that like do or die attitude. I do, you know, uh, uh, Hollywood's on my shoulders, you know, on the big. Uh, that guy broke his ankle uh, on the last film, and he's not a trained stuntman, and technically he halted production for weeks. I mean, he broke protocols in a way. So I don't know in the last film. Tom he, he broke state. He does what he wants, though. It's his film, I Mission, guess. But. Yeah, Mission Impossible is his fucking wonderland to do whatever he yeah. pleases. I don't, I don't mind it, but I mean, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think, but there's a story out today that five crew members have quit 
because he went in another rant, like a second one. So I don't know. What, I don't know. I don't know how true. There's a few places that are saying I didn't didn't say if it was a another COVID related one. I just said he went in another rant. It'll all come out now. It usually does. It'll fucking. It will. I reckon the PAs will come out now and be like, "Hey, these are all praising Tom Cruise, man. Like, let me tell you about Tom or whatever." It's what he's done to me. Yeah, I won't be surprised. Like, if if it does, it usually just what happens. It, it starts to come out. I wonder will anyone backtrack then? Though, if it comes out that he was just an asshole anyway, <laughs> will uh, will people be like, will people say, "No, you're still defending him"? I do generally think people, most people, will be like, "It's Tom Cruise, man. We love Tom." That, if we left it a second earlier, that would have been a perfect segue for our next fucking uh, story. Uh, everyone, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. Oh, yeah. 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 Last year's yeah. Yeah. independent film, Sweetheart, with two great films, Honey Boy and Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah. But two good films doesn't mean you're a good person deep down. Nope. <laughs> it's been accused. There's no, there is no correlation between those things. He's been accused of physical and emotional abuse by his ex-girlfriend, FKA Twigs, who also starred in Honey Boy. She's a rapper, is she R&B singer? R&B singer, yeah. And her real name is uh, Talia Barnett. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I seen that the other day, and it was it was emotional uh, abuse and sexual battery and assault and all sorts of fucking bad things. Uh, the stories are sounded pretty fucking. You know, her stories sounded pretty harrowing as well. The she told pretty detailed ones of him in the car threatening to kill kill the boat with him if she didn't say. I loved him. Them. Yeah, and there was another woman as well in the report that said that he headbutted her on the, on the bed. Apparently, he pinned her down, headbutted her, and busted her open. That was a separate yeah. woman, I think, said her that. Her name was Caroline Foe. Yeah. So, I mean, and he didn't he, he pretty much accepted it as well, Shia LaBeouf. He didn't read. He said some of, he said, he said, he said some of the things in the report aren't true, but he said, I think he said some of it was true, and he was sort yeah. of, and he's done bad I think, things. And I, I have the quote here. It's like, uh, I'm ashamed of that history, and I'm sorry to those I've heard. There's nothing else I can really say. It's not much of a history. Yeah, I mean, it sounds the way he was talking. It was he sounds it was a long time ago. It's like last year. It was only last year he was dating yeah. FKA Twigs. Only started dating last year. Only it was like twenty, yeah, twenty nineteen. Yeah. Met on the set of that. Yeah, so I mean, he's still obviously doing it. So I wonder yeah. how bad or how if it could, probably could probably does go deeper. To be fair, yeah, there's people, probably so, yeah, more. I'd say. Um, just a uh, troubled, troubled man who's done bad yeah. things, and I don't think we'll. I don't know. I don't know what will happen now because no one thought. No one's talked about this one as much on, on online anyway. The people like the people in the sort of media buzz center. Where I don't know film talks and all. This is one of the least talked about ones I've seen, considering there's so much evidence and there's pretty much it's all out there as well. Like, compared to other ones where it was allegations. I think this because one, he's. He's not a Hollywood wonder boy anymore since he's been so troubled over the years. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. Shia, again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we all knew he was troubled, but I never knew this. I never knew. Yeah. I never knew. Like, I never had an idea of this. There was also purpose, purposely given her an STD as well, There was, a, which is a serious accusation as well, which is a serious crime. Yeah, um, um, the director of Honey Boy, Alma Harrell, came out, I, I think it was today, and like... She stood with FK Twigs, 
she was a big advocate for Shia when it came out and how troubled he was and how he was coping with everything. But she came out there today and was like, yeah, there's no excuse. No matter how fucked up you are, there's no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse today, dear. No excuse. It's just, it's just inexcusable. Yeah, man. I don't. I, I guess, I guess that'll be the end. Maybe. I don't know. Shia, I don't know. Yeah. If people like um, Woody Allen are still going, it's hard to see Woody Allen. What, what the fuck's Woody Allen? He is, he is still going. He's making the odd film here and there. And like that guy's married his daughter. I mean, why is he still around? I've no fucking idea. Hollywood is a fucked up place. That's what I mean. So maybe. Because no one's really out right now, yeah. So there hasn't been as much talk of the Shia LaBeouf one. So I'm like, is he gonna get? It's only a week old. Yeah. More people will come out. Yeah. Start to know which way it'll go. But it's bad. Like it's inexcusable, and you have to, of course, admire her as well for coming out and telling her story. Yeah. You know, it's it's tough. Italy. Yeah. Can you imagine how tough it is? I out in the next couple of weeks as well. Well, I don't know when the case will be i don't know how the law works in la but yeah yeah she's sure she's not yeah she's soon and like it's an actual not just allegation she is t- she's yeah. taken properly the last jury yeah i guess fuck yes. him huh fuck him yeah fuck you shia and now to something more uplifting for the largest corporation in the world has announced a fucking onslaught of material for the next I- fucking Four years, I don't know the exact amounts, but uh, Disney had their Investors Day last Thursday, and they announced a load, a load. They whipped it out, man. They whipped it all out. Um, I don't know. I guess, I guess they announced it all to like plump up their stocks for the new year since COVID fucked oh, yeah. over this year. So they're like, "Don't worry, guys, we still got this." Yeah, pretty much. But it was. They literally just put it all on the table. Like, I mean, I wasn't expecting it. I only heard about it a few days before that it was happening and that they were doing a little investors day thing. But I thought that was I thought that was a meeting behind closed doors. I thought it was a meeting behind closed doors with there's just some, some investors, or whatever, or shareholders. And then I thought maybe some news would come out afterwards of some what well, like the st- the structure of Disney Plus or something or the Disney what the Disney model will be or whatever. I didn't expect it. It was pretty much like a Comic Con or something, like when they just go out and announce lots of stuff. Or like one of the convention, like it was like one of those, and then I saw that they were live streaming, it and I was like, okay, so they're gonna announce some. If they're live streaming, they're gonna have some shit, and I was like, okay, they have they have different panels for everyone. They have Marvel, Star Wars, and I was like, oh god, and I was watching, it, I was like, man, there's just a There's so many. Disney Plus is gonna be the most subscribed thing in the world. Like even all the stuff they're bringing out, it's gonna be unbelievable. Yeah, they have I've... they have eighty plus million subscribers at the moment with just Mandalorian as their original content. Pretty much, apart from some shite movies, like straight to Disney Plus movies. Yeah, Lady yeah. and the Tramp, fucking yeah. well, all those classics that nobody watched. Yeah, so like, and uh, Man, I guess. Yeah, okay. Man, that was trash. There were so many announcements. There were so many ones. Just like, oh, and I was watching, and I was like, okay, yeah, they've the largest corporation of the world has won. <laughs> they've won the war. <laughs> There's nobody beating. They literally have. They have they the empire. They have everyone's investment for the next 10 years on the wraps. They've then their next 10 years, five, 10 year fucking content. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> everyone's subscribed for the next 10 years at least. There's so many things coming out. Fucking Disney Plus, apparently, out of like the hundreds of projects that they announced, fucking 80% of them are going to that streaming platform. That, so it, was, it was for Disney Plus. No thing. That was all for Disney Plus. Like, they announced like four films and they announced about sure, 500 like, shows. I was like, 
they were like cinemas don't exist anymore they're not important Pretty much. they just but like, well i think though before i think this was always going to happen but COVID or not disney plus has been in the works for ages and especially for the marvel stuff it was always going to be a yeah. it was always going to be a, an extension so they could tell broader stories and tell longer stories and expand the universe even larger like which is always a good thing i think but the Star Wars news is the one that I think everyone talked about the most because Star Wars is on the up again. Because of Mandalorian, the hype is back up. Everyone's going to what to do next after the disaster that was the Rise of Skywalker. Everyone's like, okay, everyone had kind of lost fate in Disney doing Star Wars. And then Favreau and Filoni came in and said, hold my beer. I've got this. <laughs> I've created one universe from nothing. I can do it again. Favreau, man. Favreau's going to have one of the best legacies ever, man. He's going to, he's started the MCU and he's rebuilt Star Wars and the, for TV. He's a corporate fucking love child. He's good, though. He makes it good. He's, yeah, I know. Uh, he's perfect. He's, yeah, God. Him and Filoni are like a dream team, mate. Of like a creative executive producers. Like, Will I bash um, out? I'll bash out the Star Wars list just for the listeners. You can talk about it after. I just there's a fucking love yeah, it, so I'll just so many. There's so many. Uh, Asaka live action show, uh, live action. Hey, wait, say that again. Say that name again. Ahsoka, Asaka. Yeah, <laughs> Ahsoka. Ahsoka, Ahsoka Tani. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to any fucking Star Wars people who listened for that sin. Uh, Andor, the guy from Rogue One who we know is dead, is getting his own spy kind of thriller-esque show. Obi-Wan Why, the guy who did the Jason Bourne franchise, yeah, the first one, I think, or second or third one, I don't know which one, yeah, one of the guys that was on Jason Bourne. And Obi-Wan Kenobi, standalone, where our favourite man who talks about sand, Hayden Christensen, Christensen, is back as Darth Vader. He's back. He's back, baby. Uh, the Bad Batch, an anima- a new animated show, a droid story with C-3PO and R2-D2, a standalone show for them. A Lando spin-off. I don't know if Gambino's been announced yet as coming back. I think he was. I think I read something. Any do you know if he's coming back? Has he signed the contract? They haven't said, but I'm I, I I'm presume assuming, I'm assuming it's Gambino. Yeah. With Favreau at the Star Wars. He was so now. good. He was the best part of that solo movie, like by like a mile. Of that bad film that I haven't seen yet. God damn. Yeah, that new one. The the Acol- the Acolyte. Sounds pretty Acolyte, good. Yeah. Acolyte. That last that one's gonna be good, yeah. Yeah. The creator of uh, Russian dolls doing that, so that's gonna be a fucking wild time. And Watiti, Taika Watiti gets his own Star Wars film. Patty Jenkins, the director of the new Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, was announced for a Rogue Squadron film, it's called. And that's it all. That is some fucking amount of Star Wars content that I did not expect to hear about after that shit show. That was fucking the rise of Skywalker. I thought that we all we all thought we all thought Star Wars was going to take a break because they said that last year. Because after the rise of Skywalker came out, Disney were like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pump the brakes on Star Wars." Mandalorian, everyone was thought everyone thought, "Okay, Mandalorian would be the only Star Wars thing for a while," and then obviously they fucking played a master stroke by money talk by with Filoni and Favreau by connecting the connecting the animated shows and other canon to um to the show and it just it kind of exploded like more people are watching the clone wars now the clone wars viewing rate spiked up after episode five rebels people are gonna start watching rebels now for grand animal thrawn i've already i, I finished rebels like i only started watch, i only started watching clone wars and rebels because of mandalorian when i finished both of them 
and they're great. And uh, yeah, it's, it's now they're making all these fucking shows. Uh, like they also announced that the Ahsoka show and the Rangers of the New Republic show will take place alongside Mandalorian in the same timeline, and all three of those shows will coincide in a major crossover event, like Endgame, pretty much. Arrowverse. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fucking great. I don't know if I'd enjoy that uh, Rangers of the New Republic if it's your fucking one from Mando leading it. I think her character is so fucking dry. I don't mind her in it, but I think you've seen episode seven, right, of the new season. Yeah, yeah, with Bill Burr. I think I think Bill Burr is going to be a co-lead. I think Bill Burr is going to be a big character in it. I hated Bill Burr in season one, but but he was so good. He was so yeah, good in season two. He was fucking amazing in that episode. I was shocked. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, I thought I wasn't a fan, but now maybe I am. No, he is funny. Like I, I do like Bill Burr, like, but he uh, he used to always shit on Star Wars as well in his stand-up routines. He was always called Star Wars Muppets in Space, like as a joke. <laughs> <laughs> then he got a sniff of that fucking Disney yeah. money. Like, is that? Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I think I think I think Kirk, I, I think it'll be decent enough because it will explore. I think it'll explore more of. The broader galaxy, where they're trying, they're trying to patrol the galaxy and keep all these. You get more planets. You're trying to, you know, patrol more uh, regions and all that stuff. But I think it'll be better if Bill Burr is in it. I think he will be in it because the way, she, the way Cara Dune was like, huh, when he took that sniper shot, she was like impressed, and I was like, okay, yeah, we're gonna see them two team up again for hundred percent. Yeah, he's. He, I prefer him to her, anyways. They need somebody to lead that show. She's also, she's also she's she's also under a lot of like um, scrutiny. The actress, yeah. yeah. So I people heard. are kind of pissed off. She's getting her own show. Probably right if you saw was all all this shit she came out with on Twitter. Like why 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 why? Oh, some of the shit people say about actors and stuff say on Twitter, man. Yeah, you can ruin a, your career on Twitter. Like you've said, like you can. It's a virus. Twitter is. Yeah, they should stay off it. But let's not go down you, that, that dark path of what she did yeah. say. <laughs> We've had enough controversy. Yeah, she was, she just said some stupid shit. Like, and I was like, why would you do that? You have a good gig right now. You're fucking. You're on the Disney money. You're on the Disney ticket right now. You're on the high on the Disney ticket, and you spew a load of shit. Like, oh, yeah, hate you, idiot. Not good, D- dummy. We'll move on now. Dummy. Next on to the films. And now you can do your Zac Efron bit again. Fangirl there. Yeah! I'm the baby starring Zac uh, Efron. The best announcement of the whole thing. The whole you know what they Disney do? Thing. I don't know if you've seen that film, The Awkward Moment, but if they just got him, Miles Teller, and oh, Michael yeah, I fuck with that. I enjoyed That'd that That'd be film. hilarious. Yeah. yeah. The three of them. They're, they're yeah. pretty good. Zac Efron and The Rock again, man. It's a Baywatch re-team. Oh no, not again! One and done for, for those two boys. And what else do we have? A Hocus Pocus sequel, um, three basketball. Enchanted yeah, two. Oh yeah, disenchanted. It's called. Uh, new cheaper by that the dozen. Big. Cheaper by the dozen by the blackish creator uh, Kenya Barris. That might be good. Uh, animated Diary of a Wimpy Kid, animated Night of at the Museum, and a new Ice Age film. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't even hear the new Ice Age one. They're making another Ice Age. Yeah, it's about some character we've never heard about. The Adventures of Buckwild. Buckwild. 
I haven't seen any of the new newer Ice Ages, but one and two were absolute prime animation. So I don't know. Prime time, prime, prime time. Then they went downhill. Yeah, it did. Went downhill. They went for the. Did money you grab. see the announcements as well of all the all rate? They're doing all rated content now on Disney Plus with uh, yeah, Hulu. And all all. Hulu yeah. I didn't see anything that was. So announced. yeah, they're gonna have like all rated content and stuff. Like, yeah, they're gonna have like. The, all the 20th century as well 20th century is becoming it like all the films are going disney plus pretty much all them films are going to the all right thing i think they're like a subsection as well on it so you can watch so they'll still have those movies i guess but they own everything i'm pretty sure it's always sunny might be on disney plus eventually i don't know <laughs> god because they announced four more seasons of it during that thing as well the fox did like- fx during the announcements I think they'd stick that on Hulu. I don't think that would be under the family-friendly banner of the fucking big mouse. No, but Hulu's on Disney Plus, though. You, you want to watch Hulu, oh, you go like on a... Disney Plus. Oh, God. Yeah, it's like a tab. I think it's like a separate tab. That's what I, I think that's what they're doing, yeah. It's crazy. Hulu... But you have to turn it on, though. When you, when you go into Disney Plus, you have to turn on, you want to watch 18 Plus if you want to have access, I think. But they own, they're going to own everything. They're literally, they're, they've won, like, they've won whatever battle they're fighting. There's no competition anymore, apart from, like, Warner Brothers, I guess. Are the only competition I can think of. Another one of uh, Disney's big babies, the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe, announced oh, fuck a fuck ton again. We knew, it, and we knew a lot of it was coming down the pipeline, but uh, they've announced even more. So we have One Division coming out next year, Loki, and the Falcon Winter Soldier, which we all knew about, and that What If one. What else do we have? Yep. Films such as Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Doctor Strange sequel, Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man 3, the fucking untitled fucking uh, Spider-Verse one where everyone's coming back from Spider-Man's That's present. the rumour, not confirmed yet, not confirmed yet. What else the fuck could it be, though? Yeah, he did say, Foggy said during that, during the his part when he was announcing the shows, he was announcing the films as well, and he said Doctor Strange 2 is filming at the moment in London. And he said that movie will play heavily into WandaVision and it will also play heavily into Spider-Man 3. And that's all he said about Spider-Man 3. And, Spider- and Doctor Strange 2 is called the Multiverse of Madness. So you know, you know we're getting a fucking... Shit, let's go down. Toby's coming back, baby. Toby's coming back. Toby's going to dance for us again. Dance, Toby. Uh, well, I'll take it. I'll take anything. I'll take anything. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how they'll do it. Will they all be... Will they all get a lot of screen time? Will it be like Into the Spider-Verse where they'll all be in the film? Yeah. There was a report that, you know, they thought that the Maguire and Garfield will pop up at the very end of Spider-Man 3 to tease the next movie. But there's now a new report that, a theory or a report that suggests Tobey Maguire is actually going to have a heavy role in Doctor Strange 2, which is directed by Sam Raimi, who did the original, his Spider-Man trilogy, which makes sense. But Because Doctor Strange 2 is coming out after Spider-Man 3, I think, so... The multiverse might still have to be fixed after Spider-Man 3 and then he'll need Tobey Maguire's help to get back to his timeline or something like that. God. So, it's all Such juicy. It's all juicy. I'd love to be fucking in it's a fly on the wall in those fucking production rooms. I say it's crazy. Yeah, I'd say it's... I'd say, yeah. Because they, they own everything now and nothing's off the table and you're doing like the creative means. Like, what if we just had fucking Hugh Jackman pop out? And they're like, yeah, probably could if we wanted to. Man. <laughs> we own him now. We have the multiverse. You can just do whatever you want with the multiverse. They also announced like 20 other new shows that are coming out in the fucking yeah. next five to ten years. On, on the Disney Plus. Marvel. 
Miss Marvel, fucking yep. Midnight, starring Oscar Isaac. She Hulk. Uh, she Hulk. She Hulk. Mark Hulk Huge man. She Hulk was huge. And Tim Roth is Tim back. Tim Roth's coming back. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me. He was the best part of that terrible film. Yeah. Tim Roth's coming back as Abominations. That's crazy to me. And also, he's also said Feige when he was announcing. He goes, "Don't forget." Uh, the main actor coming with the character's name. Um, he said Shield is also a lawyer. Who knows? Other lawyers could show up. Something like she will interact with other lawyers, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's talking about Daredevil." There, that's a hint. He's yeah. talking about Daredevil. We're, we're going to see. We're going to see Daredevil again. I can't wait. Shield is Tatiana Maslany. Don't know who she is. Maslany. She um, was in Orphan Black. She played like ten different people in Orphan Black. She was fucking great in it. What else do we have? Fucking Don Cheadle has his own show called Armor Wars, where people are stealing Tony's tech. We have a rumor, a secret invasion show with Sam Jackson and Ben Mendelsohn, which will follow on from Captain Marvel, I presume. That'll be insane. That'll be a huge crossover, big deal. Yeah, or like, yeah, or yeah, or remember at the end of Spider Man Two, there you saw Fury was off in one of their ships, and the other two were pretending to be. Him and oh, uh, Maria Hill. So I'm guessing it'll play into that, like he's off doing something, he's off investigating, let's say. It'll be pretty insane. That comic was the concept of the comics class. Yeah. We have a Guardian's Christmas special to look forward to next Christmas. An I Am Groot series of short films. Mahershala Ali as Blade, the fucking vampire hunter. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Quantum, Quantum Mania. With uh, Kang the Conqueror. Quantum Mania. Major. So he'll be the new big bad, I presume, of the MCU. Yeah. The new Thanos. Yep. The, the new Purple Man. I think he'll be one Yeah, he'll be one of the main ones, yeah. And fucking the director of Spider-Man, Far From Home, and uh, what's the other one? Homecoming. John Watts will uh, direct yeah. the Fantastic Four. Yep. And also announced, which is kind of nice to hear, Marvel will not be recasting uh, Black Panther, King T'Challa, after uh, Chadwick Boseman's untimely passing. So that's kind of nice. I'm glad they're not going to fuck it up. Or yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, I think there was, it was the right call not to do it for this movie anyway. There's definitely, yeah, I think for Black Panther 2 is probably the right call. Out of respect, not to recast. But I've seen a lot of people who are, you know, major fans of Black Panther and T'Challa, you know, the character means so much to them and I've kind of understood they're like, okay, we respect the fact not to do it right now and it's it, it's weird to talk about now still, he's only just passed away. Yeah. People are like, the character means so much to people, you know, that I think to never see T'Challa again in the MCU could be a mistake. So I won't be surprised if they, if five years or so down the line, maybe less, that they get another actor to play him from like a different universe you know because the multiverse will be there and if they want it they could you know get one from a different universe to bring to ch- as a leader but I don't know I think I think they'll, I think they'll, if the fans want that there's, they'll, they'll get it like I think that's you know they, they'll do if, they, if there is if more most people do want yeah I think they will eventually bring him back I think but I don't know. it's definitely the right call not to do it now and to give it time I think yeah, it'll be, it'll be weird to see what direction they take it. They're just like they said, they're just going to explore the world of Wakanda more, so I don't know what route. Shuri is taking on, yeah. Shuri's taking on a more prominent role, I think. Anti-vaxxer Shuri! Oh, God, yeah. Twitter, speaking of Twitter. Geez, Twitter, why? yeah. Why? I don't know. Celebrities and their fucking accounts. That's why you have people running your socials. Get off the internet. 
Get off the internet, celebs. So fuck me, Disney taking over the world. That was some amount. Yep. We didn't they even have announce no competition anymore. There's loads. I don't know. You can look it up. I read. I read it all up on Vulture. My God, there's like hundreds of titles. Yeah, there's so many things. Their only competitor is Warner Brothers in their DC universe, which, like, in comparison, how's that gonna compare to Star Wars and fucking? It's Marvel not going. Stuff? The fan bases aren't there Marvel anymore. DC, DC to, has no consistency. They don't have a fucking. No, yeah, no, no, yeah. Not to mention Disney have the X Men waiting in the back pocket in the next few years to bring out. Yeah, and maybe oh. this Fantastic Four will be a success as well, man. It's they, it probably yeah. will. Yeah, it can't be worse than the other Fantastic Four movies, so they literally can't be any worse. Just, just cast Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Just do it. That's what Please. I want to see. I want to see their chemistry on the big screen. They're perfect. The perfect casting. Ah. What a handsome couple. Yeah. Who would you cast as Human Torch? Uh, and the thing. Jeez. Um, Taron Egerton would be a good chef for Human Torch, I think. Yeah, oh yeah, he would be good. He would. Yeah, he has a hot head from the King's Ben kind of going for him. Yeah. Yeah, he would be good. And the thing. I don't know who would go for for the thing. Someone big. The Big Show. He's an actor. The Big Show. <laughs> the wrestler. Okay, it's that time of the show where us two angry boys debate three questions. Sob picked them this week, and the first one is the best film of 2020. Which is kind of tough since no films came out in 2020, really, but I picked one. That's why I asked. Yeah, we had limited choosings. So I picked a film that came out in January directed by Guy Ritchie um, and it's called The Gentleman and I thought this film was just a blast it was a film for the boys it was a classic fucking Guy Ritchie caper full of crime gangsters and hilarious laughs the standouts for me um, were uh, the whole film is like described through the voice of Hugh Grant and he like talks you through the plot and it keeps going back to him and Charlie Hunnam's character throughout the action he plays a, a reporter and he is just he's such a little snake he's perfect and then our very own uh, Colin Farrell plays an MMA coach a Conor McGregor type who is also perfect in it the story is just A1 a good gangster film and that's what I chose yeah I don't know yeah I haven't seen the film I've only seen bits of it we caught a pirate and when I worked in the cinema. There was a guy pirate in that movie, and we caught him in the act. That was that's my that's my memory of that movie. It was uh, we were undercover. We were like you know it was a proper sting operation, and we caught a pirate that day watching the gentleman. Best day of <laughs> not, my life. Not, not uh, my you won't be robbing Guy Ritchie on my watch. <laughs> it was the most exciting day of work ever. It was like a it was like an FBI sting operation. We had our walkie talkies on. Like we had Evan got, Evan got to go in during his shift and watch the whole movie because he was like doing a recon in crunching, <laughs> and he got he made a made a medium popcorn for himself when the guys from work. They made a medium popcorn for himself, went in and watched the movie while watching the guy pirate it. And the guys took so long to get there. He got to watch the whole movie. Paid, oh, so funny. Uh, just keep, yeah, keep it 
That's the only movie. That's the only really experience uh, thing I've seen of that movie. And I, I walked in a few times to check on the pirate, and I caught a few a bit of the movie. And I was like, it looks okay. It looks it looks better it. than Guy Ritchie's last. It looks better than Guy Ritchie's last uh, last few movies. His last few movies were not good. They weren't good at all. What was your pick, baby? But, uh, my pick was a class film from beginning to end, just upper echelon, good everything, good acting, good direction, good writing, and uh, it was called Bad Education. It kind of flew under the radar for the first few for months or so when it came out because it kind of went straight. I think it was on Apple or something when it came out, but it kind of, sort of came out more on I saw it on Sky Cinema when it came out. And it's about a true story of a man who embezzles, who steals loads of money from the school he works for, the school he runs pretty much. He runs most of the school district and he's funneling money out for himself. And the, and a young reporter in the school, a young woman in the school who um, wants to work for the uh, the school newspaper, wants to do a piece on it. On What starts off as a piece on the school's uh, new bridge, sky bridge that they're building turns into this whole conspiracy she uncovers of people using uh taking money from the people in the higher ups taking money from the from the school and it is utterly enthralling start to finish and Hugh Jackman delivers possibly one of his it might be the performance of his career. It might be it's top two, top three, it might be the best one. Have watched it he is oh, oh yeah. He's gonna get nominated he's, he's probably in my uh, you know he, I don't know if he can get nominated because he won the Emmy for it, I think. Yeah. Did he win the Emmy? He won the Emmy. It was a macro, but he won it, yeah. But it's a movie, but since they they might make an exception of it, considering there's no movies out in cinema, he might get... Imagine imagine, imagine that happened. Imagine winning an Oscar and an Emmy for the one performance. That'd be crazy. But, um, yeah, he is amazing in it. And Alice and Jenny is amazing in it as well. She's the first person who gets caught in it, and it all unravels from there. But yeah, no, it was just really, it was just it was just so sharply written. So parts of it were quite funny as well. Well, mo- loads of it was it was it was just a great balance of humor and drama. You know the consequence of the of that whole thing in the end. Like you know, was it all worth it? Kind of question at the end, like where uh, it, it's just great, just savage. Yeah, we were. Re- I couldn't believe how stuck we were for choice. I think there was about seven films. I went yeah. through a list. That's why I asked it because it was a tough question. I was like, "There's nothing's come out this year. What was the what's actually been the best movie of this year?" Uh, my mm-hmm. first mind was like, well, "Who's going to pick Tenet?" But Tenet, well, I, I haven't thought about Tenet again. It wasn't that great. Chris Nolan. It wasn't anywhere as near as good. Like, as bad case. Bad education was like a, a genuine nine out of ten. Like, it was actually a great movie that would probably challenge and it was up there, even if it was a packed year. Anyway, it was that good. <laughs> the gentle so perfectly paced as well. The gentleman didn't challenge me at all. I literally, I sat back, relaxed, like your mate Ed. That was just a fucking, that was a popcorn film. No yeah. wonder he got it. It's a proper, yeah, I mean, it's, it was, de- I got, uh, what I've seen, I'm like, it's definitely probably enjoyable. It's a good owl. Guy Ritchie getting back to his roots, I guess, but can you, if it's, yeah, probably, I don't know, is it the best movie of the year? Like, it looks like a decent enough, and the reviews seem to say it was like a solid seven. You know, it was a, a solid guy recipe. He just, he just got a new cast and did his classic yeah. fucking yeah. Guy Ritchie I think the education for me is it's more, it was a more challenging film, as in it, it asks more questions of, you know, the whole morality of it all. And <laughs> Weren't we challenged enough this year? 
Yeah, no, yeah, but I need it in my cinema. Questioning the the school system a little, a little bit as well it was a a lot of fun and the kind of power dynamic between the student and the literally then the the print the head master like the I don't know what his, I don't know what his title is and he's not the principal he's like the head of the school district or the whole area. But um, you know, he was he was Jackman is genuine and like it's one it's probably it might be the best of his career like he's that good in it. I should really watch it. I should really watch it since there isn't anything new. I'll check that out. You should check out. You Gentleman. need to watch it. I will watch it, gentlemen. But like, can you tell? Is it as good as Snatched? Is it, is it as good as Snatch? Um, I also, I watched Snatched right after. Um, Snatch is like is like a. I might be biased. Um, ah, Snatch is pretty good. I think all the characters in the Gentleman are better as like a an, an ensemble, whereas there's mm. standouts in a Snatch. Like Brad Pitt and uh, our boy, um, what's his name? The Diver. Vinnie Jones, man. Vinnie Jones fucking kills it in that movie. Yeah, Vinnie Jones as well. And Benicio Del Toro for the fucking 10 minutes he's in it. I know, yeah, yeah they're, they're equal. I like them both in their own kind of way. I think I think the gentleman's a lot kind of classier, higher end gangsters, whereas uh, Snatch is like Snatch is- your kind of gangster film. Yeah. But I would recommend See, I don't know. It was a tough question. We both haven't seen the films we're talking about that we're giving out about, so we can't really challenge each other that much. And like, why? All I know is that it's like it looked decent enough, and I was like, okay, it's a it's Guy Ritchie doing what he does. But if I want to watch that, maybe I'll, I'll just watch Snatch because Snatch is the same kind of thing. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess you'll decide, listener. If anyone votes on that poll, hopefully one person, maybe. If anyone's if seen you- both those movies. I couldn't yeah. think of anything else that came out this year. I was like, I was like there's been big that I've watched. I was like, oh, yeah, I thought of the Oscar films I saw in Jam, but technically they were all released somewhere. They were last year, yeah. Because yeah. they could have just went like Parasite or something, and like, but that was last year. Yeah, yeah I, I just would have been last year. Okay, question number two of this Two Angry Men debate. Biggest Oscar snub ever as it's approaching award season and there's been no films, but that's that's a later debate. So biggest Oscar snow better, you can go first if you'd like. To me, there was only one answer. It was an absolute violation that this man was not nominated for an Oscar that year. It was the best it might be the best performance of the last ten years in any movie ever. anything, uh, yeah. It's um Jake Gyllenhaal and Nightcrawler. Have you seen that movie? I have. It is pretty perfect. He well, he's pretty perfect. He is he is mesmerizingly amazing. Like he, oh, he, it was better. It wasn't only better than every performance that year. It was one of the best performances in the last decade. Like it was that good. It's an all-time performance, and he didn't even get nominated. He not not even get snubbed to win. He didn't get nominated. Eddie Redmayne won that year for the Theory of Everything, which was <laughs> biopic. Yeah, biopics man. always fucking dominate, man. Oh. I yeah. I could have done the acting Eddie Redmayne did. You've seen it. <laughs> You've seen he it. is good. Don't get me wrong. Eddie Redmayne's great in it, but he's just nowhere near. Jay Chilenhall went to like a place I've never seen and act like that man. that man. He transformed his his look. Obviously, he lost loads of weight and his face looked different. And yeah, just he became. I didn't even see Jake Chilenhall. I saw. I saw. What's his character? Blom Beaumont or something. Is his, his character's name? He is terrifying in it. The perfect sociopath. 
if it's a proper sociopath, it was like uh, Lou Bloom is his name. It's even a creepy name. It's a yeah. Uh, he was he genuinely like he's the the haunting in it. Like he's a haunting figure, and he the whole movie kind of rests on his performance because it's a, it's a, it's a criticism of you know people like him, I guess, and the and and the news itself, and how it's how it's aimed and how it, yeah. But told through the eyes of like this sociopath, how the news is like run and how it frames its stories and how it tries to invoke fear. Yeah, it literally frames its own stories. He is like the embodiment of like all that of the fear, like, and he's creating everything. And he is pretty perfect. He's pretty perfect. Yeah, in all senses. Every time I think about it, every time I've seen the film, I think three or four times, and every time I'm like, man, how did how did that not get nominated? Just because it came out like summer or something. I think maybe it was late. I think it came out October, but. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm baffled. I didn't I'm see it. I'm baffled as to how it didn't even get everything nominated. What's yours? Um, I I initially wrote one, but then I thought of another one that hurt me personally on a personal level, in a national pride kind of way as well. I'm gonna pick. Um, I think it was. I don't know if it's the 2016 Oscars or the 2017, the year after. But the year uh, Sing Street got snubbed for every single award it could have been nominated for. I and feel I, all, that. I feel that. It definitely, like 10 fucking best feature films and the amount of shite they do nominate. I was like, this film had heart, it had soul, it had fucking banging tunes, uh, great performances by. Fu- Don't by, get uh, me wrong, man. Don't get me wrong. I love that movie actor. with all my heart. Sing Street is the best Irish thing to come out of TV and movies ever. Like, genuinely might be the best Irish movie I've ever it's, watched. It's a film that I watched and I was like, I have to watch that again. That made me feel real good and happy. It's warm. Makes your heart feel warm. Drive It Like You Stole It is one of the best uh, film songs written for film I think I've heard. Oh, that that also, I- that song at the end with the Adam Devine, the Adam Devine song, whatever his name is, Levine, Devine, the fella from Maroon 5 song at the end. Does he have one in it? Yeah, his song, You're Never Gonna Go If You Don't Go Now. And when when Jack Rayner's watching his brother go off and off and into the sunset, I didn't know. I didn't know Adam Levine had a bleeding song on it. It's him. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he made that just for that. Maybe he wasn't, but it, I'm pretty sure it's for that movie. And there's a whole theory that you know the way Jack Rayner gives him song lyrics. Yeah. He's like put the, the rumor. There's a theory. It's not a theory where it's like that's the song. So he's made it in England. And he's singing his brother's song years later as an adult. But it's like and it's a song. But you never, if you never leave, you'll never leave. If you don't leave now, you won't never leave. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps just seeing you talk about it. I love that film. John Carney. That film is great. Or Snow. It is great, and it should have got more love, but uh, it never got much of a promotional push. Yeah. I don't um, think that was snubbed for its quality. I think it was snubbed because the people who had the movie didn't know what they were. They didn't realize they had a fucking gem on their hands, and they were like, yeah, let's just brush this under the carpet and give it like one trailer. Release it in select theaters in America in April, which is like never, which is like, you're never, she needed, you're never gonna get it. She needed at least a small a small kind of independent film wide release to get the yeah the Mir- it was Miramax or something that had that movie and I don't know who, yeah there's a distributor and they just they just did fuck all with it. Sing Street got love in the Golden Globes. They had their moment. It did. So it deserved the big night of the Oscars because yeah the see the the Golden Globes are is a different. It's not the actors or directors or whatever voting. That's a Hollywood foreign press. That's a whole different people who nominate things over there. That's what it well, got they that. knew what was going on. Yeah, they knew what was going on. Who distributed that movie? 
it was, it was it's four yeah, years ago and then it came out remember screen years. junkies were like whoever's fucking marketing this you're not doing it enough yeah that's and i was like okay that's that's crazy i've never seen the, uh, the sanctuary it's getting loved by like all the screen junkie people and stuff and i was like man at least some people are seeing it in america like it's pretty cool so good yeah it had, see, it had like four different release dates right yeah, january into at sundance march in ireland april united king united states and then may united kingdom like it was all over the place they released it in all different places and i love the way oh it was the weinstein company of course it was a fucking shambles oh, yeah the weinstein what, company yeah. and Lionsgate. The, the fucking the fucking villain at the top probably didn't like it <sighs> but yeah that's the only see that, that's the only reason i you, you'll excuse, you under, i know why i think you're nominated because no one saw it you know no one saw it. there was absolutely no excuse for not nominating jake Hall. everyone saw it everyone was talking about it when it came out it got a big promotional push. It was enough trailers. I wanted to see it when I saw the trailer. It got released around Oscar time in October. He was there. He was like this. He was open. He said, He's, here I am. Take me. Take me in. Has Hall get gotten any love off primetime awards? Like, he is an, he's an independent boy. He's gotten loads of love at, like, Sundance. He, did he get nominated for Brokeback Mountain? Did he get nominated for that? I have no idea. He's an unbelievable. Like, he's like one of the best actors of this generation, man. I genuinely believe he's the best, one of the best actors of the last twenty years. Like he's that good. He's underappreciated. He's unbelievable. That's what I mean, though. He was in this film. Was like it wasn't that under the radar. It was, it was advertised enough. It was in the Oscar season. Everyone was talking about it when they saw it. Like, wow, that was one of the best performances I've ever seen the, in my life. The Oscars love a fucking a bit of a political motivation. Like, if the themes of the film don't suit them, they're like, oh, it wasn't a powerful enough performance. It didn't evoke enough. I don't know. Oh, so, oh, it was terrifying. Know. He was fucking unbelievable. Yeah. Isn't it a thing they don't like to nominate like characters that are well? That's bullshit. When you think about Joker, it. got you know, Joker. Jimmy, that guy killed people. yeah, I guess. That's I what I mean. I was just like, I don't. And the and the categories like the the, the category best actor like who else was nominated? That DiCaprio was nominated. I think that year for um, Wolf of Wall Street. Maybe I think that year. Like th- that was the other main competitor. I was like, it was better than I think. I think it was better than Eddie Redmayne. And if you, if you also look at the categories that year, like it was, he was ahead of everyone that year. I don't know what got, I don't know what else I'm got on my picture. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I, I'd say we good a good one. It'll be up for someone else to decide. What about what else? I don't know what else got nominated for um, best picture in the year. Sing Street was out. I don't year know what Street. other moves were. I'd, I'm not saying it would have won or anything, but it deserves a little pat on the bum saying, good job, lads. Good job, Ireland. I knew, see, I knew it was never going to get one. I knew it was never going to get one because there was, it was, it, no one saw it. Your man John Carney got nominated for once, so I was like, it's not like he's an unknown. Mm. But like, yeah, Weinstein Company being... It didn't, no one saw it. Like, no, no one saw it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone saw okay. that like I think. I wouldn't say everyone. The reviewers, like people, like it was oh popular, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Anyone who would see films did see it, yeah. But it wasn't like a white audience, kind of. But yeah, yeah, you know, what I mean, like reviewers and people who have that influence, like you know, it was a well, yeah. Good debate. I like that one. Yeah. On to our final one. I don't know if you phrased the question there. I don't have it written in front of me. What will be? I just think it. What will be? What will be the best Star Wars project? 
if they Star Wars projects announced at the at that event, the investors what what's going to be the best, or what do you think will be the best, and why? Like, what has the most? You could say potential. You could say, yeah. So, what's going to be the best one? Okay, for my one, I this one caught my eye just for it being something different, not relying on characters we've already met, stories we already know, history and the lore. Well, it, it'll probably tie it in because Star Wars always ties it in somehow. But I picked that one, The Acolyte, because it just, uh, I know we didn't get a lot from it. We only got a poster and a small little idea what it's going to be about. But it's going to be focused on ca- new characters we've never met before, a timeline never explored, new strong uh, female characters, which we kind of, we need in the Star Wars. And... Um, it's going to focus on the most intriguing bit of the Star Wars universe, which is always the Sith and the dark side. So it focuses on uh, dark side powers in a time where Jedi activity was high under the Galactic Republic, for all you nerds out there. Um, and the, the, Galactic the Galactic Republic was said to be at the height of its power. But yet the dark side is always in the background, ready to fucking sprout up out of some angsty little jedi and i'm like yeah. if it's an evil female i'm like ah yeah that'll be interesting yeah i like that that was gonna that was in my top two the pick because i when i heard that i was like, that's, you know, that's interesting mainly because, obviously because the era is a new era that hasn't been explored but also because it's the creator of russian doll which is like a perfect tv show he's doing it that's what um, yeah yeah that is something you have to watch it's almost such an unbelievable show um yeah it will, it will, uh, I've no doubt that it, it, will, could, could, it has it has a lot of potential to be amazing, but there's so many people that fucking love that era of Star Wars, like in the other old canon, the old legends and stuff, like the the Knights of the Old Republic and all the the history of like Darth Bane and all those other sits that were before it. So they have a lot. I think fan think their their, their biggest hurdle is fans are going to expect to see certain things of that era. They're like, I want to see, you know, the rule of two being established. I want to see, you know, if Dark Bane, I want to see, I want to see this and I want I to see that. This is. Yeah, exactly. This is far larger than mine. Not, 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 not that much, but I just know that character Bane. Like, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's in the old Republic or if he's in the higher Republic era, but like, if they want to change it up a little bit, because that's old legends, they could bring him in to that era. But like, they're gonna, I think fans are going to have certain expectations of that. The one I picked is something that has already has already hit the ground running anyway, because she had she had her own episode in the Mandalorian season two, which worked as an amazing backdoor pilot that everyone loved, and everyone's already on board now. Everyone's like, "Yeah, I can't wait." Which is Ahsoka, and <laughs> everyone, Ahsoka, 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 which is uh, as she has become nearly so many people's favorite character in the whole of Star Wars because of the Clone Wars. People love her, like she's just so highly revered and like it's Favreau and Filoni are doing that show again together and they're literally they can't stop winning. So <laughs> can't take a W away from the men. Yeah. The stuff they already teased in that Ahsoka episode in Mandalorian, which is leaning into the show Rebels, which is they're teasing the Grand Lamb of Thrawn, who's one of the best buddies to ever do it in Star Wars for people. He is pretty great. You know, which is all, all there's so many exciting prospects they can do with the Ahsoka show with them two running behind it. Obviously, there's the characters of Ezra Bridger, who's another Jedi who's lost. The last time we saw him at the end of Rebels, he 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 he, he, he jumped. 
well, yeah, he, him, and he's with Thrawn somewhere. We don't know where they are, but they're together somewhere. Yeah, they're, oh, they, they he, he, he took them away at the outer regions of space somewhere. We don't know if they're out the outer regions or something. No one knows. But um, yeah, that were, show just has so much potential to be amazing, and Ahsoka is everyone's fucking. She's like the she's becoming the crown jewel of it all. In this, in the I think so. I think it's um, Favreau and Filoni doing that is guaranteed to be unbelievable. I think. Yeah, she was pretty amazing in that episode with her with her dual lightsabers. Yeah, Rosario Dawson was amazing as well. Like she took it on so well. I was I was worried about how they do it, but then I was like, you know, she's pretty perfect as the character. Like she pretty much got embodied them pretty. What's, per- what's her name again? Perfectly. The actress. What were you saying? Say what's the actress's name again? Ro- Rosario Dawson. Oh yeah. Man, it's mad how she'll be the glue of the Star Wars universe as she was with the the Netflix kind of Daredevil shows. Yeah, yeah. she's the catalyst to yeah. fucking. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think, I think as well. You know, they've already let it up. They've already set. They've already they've set up the show pretty well. We know it's going to be about her searching for Grand Admiral Thrawn because of that, and everyone's like, okay, it's going to be a hunt for Thrawn with Ahsoka leading into whatever the crossover series is. I couldn't be more excited. I'm like, I know you're. These guys know what they're doing with this with the story. I know it's going to be well planned out. With those, you know, it's going to be massive. Something great, yeah. They know they plan it out, so I, I, it's, it's guaranteed. I've almost like I'm all, it, it could turn around and be a flop, and they could, they could ruin it. But I'm like, I'm so confident that's going to be amazing. Yeah, with the success of Man, knowing how kind of perfect those stories are, so far I wouldn't doubt yeah. them really. I'd say they have yeah, their. So state. Acolyte is definitely number two on my list. Like Acolyte is always, that's such a fucking that, cool thing. I'm like, it's the only one that's great yeah. for me that was like, oh, this is something new, something fresh. Everything else I've heard of yeah. before, there's a character in it that I've seen. I thought I thought you were gonna pick. I thought you were gonna pick Obi Wan. I thought no one was gonna pick Obi Wan. Yeah, I thought you were gonna pick Obi Wan. Could be good, but I mean, uh, Christian, it, it can't be. Yeah, he's fucked it up before. But I mean, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do Hayden Christensen. I don't know how. Maybe he'll have he'll have better direction and he'll have a better right. environment to act in. He won't just be in a blue room with nothing around him where he can't see anything. It'll be practical. Maybe it'll to have a degree, too. like Mando. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. They all. I'm. I'll watch them. Well, I don't know if I'll watch them all. I'll give the first season of all of them a go, and then that's how I usually decide. You're, you're guaranteed to watch Ahsoka now because you're hooked on Mandalorian. You're gonna have to watch Ahsoka to see what happens in Mandalorian and. They're all connected. Them two are going to play heavily into each other. At least with the acolyte, though, even if it's not as good, it's it's a story within itself. It's not reliable. Yeah, there's not there, the pressure on the shoulders isn't as big. It can't it can't ruin anything. To be fair, yeah. like, I suppose it's own thing. But that was another good one. Good question. So maybe you should pick them every week. Thanks, man. Uh, well, that is the end of the Two Angry Men debate. I don't know if we'll even bother putting up a voting system, but maybe we will. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Gotta get a live podcast on the FM. Fifth time's a charm, baby. Fifth time's a charm. Two Angry Men, episode one. Hopefully this one doesn't sound like shit. Episode 1.5. 1.5. It's only glitched three times on us, but it's all saved. Thanks for listening. Thanks. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.